Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. It's the Gigas Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was... At that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC. This is amazing. West Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The Game. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head along with you. Chris Clark on the other side of the glass. Wes Mitchell taking the rest of the week off. We'll see him back in here on Monday morning. Hopefully everybody out there had a great 4th of July and uh, abbreviated week here. Just Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But uh, certainly plenty to talk about. And uh, hopefully, Chris, your 4th of July was good as well. It was fantastic, Tyler. Spent a lot of time with family, friends, outside. Uh, definitely ate too much. What about you? Did you what, what was the plate like? So you- I was telling Colin about this. My wife's birthday is actually the 4th of July. So Ooh. that kind of takes on a different dynamic for me. <laughs> no, no kidding. And she also had to work yesterday. So essentially, Ooh. we just went out to breakfast yesterday morning, and then she had to come back home and get ready for work. So... Spent a lot of the day by myself getting ready for today's shows because I've been here since 6 a.m. So yeah, that's, uh, that consumed most of my day yesterday. At least someone prepares for the show. I appreciate your efforts. I try. I try. Uh, watched the hot dog contest yesterday. <laughs> uh, my man Joey Chestnut, once again, holding on to the mustard yellow belt. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the, the highlight I, of my viewing. I, uh, I, ate some, um, I did eat some hot dogs this weekend. Actually, plural. I did not eat 62. And I didn't eat them in a span of, what so, was it, 10 minutes or what, something? What was your dog-to-minute ratio? <laughs> Probably like, uh, I don't know, one every like five minutes. So if you can, Hold on, I'm doing the math here. Would that be like one a fifth of a dog per minute, basically? Something like that. And I, uh, I, I just enjoyed them. You know, I didn't dip the bun in water. I 
put chili on it, onions, mustard, etc. You know, had, so you, had a good you, time you, with you it. You don't think you do too well in that contest? <laughs> I, do, I would do absolutely terrible. And I'm definitely not doing those weird exercises that Joey Chestnut does. Uh, like the biting on the, the biting, uh, biting of the ball and like the, the weird... The jumping up and down. Jumping up like and down. Yeah, work, it, work it down a little bit more. I'm good with it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it. I'm glad it got to go on as planned. The, the weather almost threw the it, it, that grading sporting event out the window. So it initially got canceled. Yes, because I'm like I, I turned on ESPN. They got the little graphic at the bottom of the screen. Currently in a weather delay, and then like Twitter starts sliding up. It's been canceled. It's been yeah. canceled. And you know jo- Joey Chestnut, the American hero himself, said, <laughs> "Screw that. We're eating some hot dogs today." There's a revolt almost. Yes. So he got it done. Um, so that's good. Um, that contest actually, I did not watch it actually, yeah. and um, it probably would have diminished my. Are are you like to eat a hot are dog. you repulsed by people that do nah, competitive eating? Is it not nah. something you like stomach to watch? No, I'm fine with it. And I actually used to watch that Man versus Food show. That was um, a good one with Adam Richman. I think they put some other guy on there, and they kind of changed the format. There was some kind of controversy with it. I, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, um. Yeah, I watched that show sometimes, and it was it was a little different because it was more along the lines of, it wasn't necessarily how many of this or that can you stuff down in ten minutes. It was more like, all right, we have a, a hundred and twenty seven ounce steak. Yes, you have to eat it in you know in an hour. Or here's a the world's biggest burrito or something like that. But that was a good one. Um, I don't even think I can eat as much as I used to. Yeah, the uh, now the pounds will. Come on, sure. I can I can gain more weight very easily, but I cannot eat as much. So the it gets kind of out of whack now, unfortunately. I, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah well, uh, Joe Chestnut, sixteen out of the last seventeen times he's won the contest, and uh, you know, Preston and I were talking about this this morning. It's almost getting a little bit maybe boring because you yeah. know he's basically racing himself. Like, all right, he's going to be able to beat his own personal record. You know, nobody's going to like upset him we don't know what the future of this contest is because there's no like young hot shot because remember 15 years ago or 16 years ago now he like upset the kobayashi guy Mm -hmm. who was winning every single year and then you know the torch was passed to chestnut and i don't know who that next guy is but chestnut can't do this forever you can't do it forever there's only so many hot dogs you can eat for so long he uh that one year the one guy upset him yeah matt stoney in 2016 not to be confused with matt stone from South Park um, fame. Matt Stoney, and then, yeah, and Kobayashi got, like, banned and yeah, got arrested a and a bunch of weird things. So, no, nobody, uh, he's he's pretty much the, the GOAT, it appears. So it doesn't look like he's going to be unseated anytime soon. Uh, do you have all 10 of your fingers from the fireworks last night? No no accidents? Yes. Um, did did have some close calls. Uh, oh. not, from la- not from last night. I did not shoot any off. I had some that were shot in my direction, oh, a little, no. little too close for comfort, um, out at Lake Murray. So, uh, but but I do have I do have them all intact. No Jason um, Pierre Paul here. <laughs> no Jason, no JPP, and um, my my kids last night were not. They like fireworks. They were not a huge fan of them. And frankly, I wasn't. I've gotten a little bit less fun as my kids have gotten a little older and and things like that because. That means they kept coming downstairs asking, you know, I'm like, I can't stop the fireworks. How, how, old, are you, how old are your kids? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Okay. I feel like, like when you're a little kid, I feel like the allure of the colors and stuff really like yeah. does captivate you. But as you get older, like if you go to a fireworks show, once you get about like 
10 to 15 minutes in, it's like, all right, I've kind of I've seen this. Kind of seen what I'm going to see, like yeah. let, let's go on to the next thing. Yeah, you got to see. Well, I mean, and you got to see you kind of return back to the grand finale or whatever cuz that's the coolest part. Yes. Um but actually cooler than the uh than the fireworks over the weekend, they had a uh that a flyover. Okay. I I heard something yeah. about this. I did not see it, but I heard had, about it. They had four planes fly over and that was that was pretty awesome. So cuz cuz it was a thing like I think they fly up and down the coast, but they also made a point to go over like Lake Murray too. Yes, we I heard, we heard the word was they came from Myrtle Beach. Okay. So they must have flown over the coast. So that was probably the coolest thing I saw. Um that was about it. And and they're actually Tyler, I mean there were I don't, I don't know if we could say thing there were some Gamecocks things actually that happened. Yes. Um and then there were some things that were just more discussion points, right? Like sure. I know Probably you and Colin got into it last hour. South Carolina picked up a big uh, high school commitment yes. right in baseball. That actually happened. And then there were some other things that just became more of a conversation piece over the long weekend, over the holiday. For instance, you had Dylan, the Dylan Stewart situation, right? You had um, big five-star Dylan Stewart, guy that South Carolina's been in on a long time. The on-three RPM, the recruiting prediction machine, flip to Ohio State and that became a big conversation piece people sitting around enjoying their hot dogs and ribs and things like that and and uh checking out gamecockcentral.com they said oh what is this and so um that was actually a pretty interesting conversation piece over the over the holiday not that Dylan Stewart has done anything in terms of a commitment not that there's even been any any real news um right he wasn't on a visit this past weekend it's just something that happened. And this is kind of one of those things that, and obviously you're a recruiting expert, you kind of got to really read in between the lines of what people are saying and, you know, coming off official visits and stuff like that to to get a sense of what might be changing with Dylan Stewart's commitment. Obviously, his most recent official visit was to South Carolina a couple weeks ago, but the latest uh, on three RPM does have Ohio State with a slight advantage right now. It does. And so for the RPM or the recruiting prediction machine, let, let me give a quick refresher on what it is and how it works. So a lot of people talked about the uh, the crystal balls, for instance, that 24-7 has. That's more of just, hey, someone can enter a crystal ball, um, an industry expert, someone who works for a team site, they can enter one, and um, you can just go through and look at them. Okay, this this person has a crystal ball for South Carolina, or this person has a crystal ball for Ohio State or Florida State. The RPM has the human element as well. It has expert predictions attached to it, but it also has more than that. It's a formula. It's an algorithm. And so the, the actual formula is proprietary, and, and I don't know it, but I do know what it includes. And so expert predictions are weighed pretty heavily, into the formula overall. But it also includes other things like uh, historical data. So, for instance, if there was a particular high school and that high school had just happened for whatever reason to produce 10 Power 5 guys over the past five years and eight of them went to South Carolina, that's going to be weighed in in some form or fashion because there's clearly some kind of link. Geography can weigh in. So a kid from the state of South Carolina, who has a South Carolina offer, is going to be more apt, will be weighed a little more heavily to, to maybe go to South Carolina than UCLA. Um, and then social sentiment, expert predictions even outside of the ON3 network 
all those things can factor in. And so um, when you look at Dylan Stewart's recruitment, it's actually gone up to where Ohio State has a 51% chance on the recruiting prediction machine. South Carolina's right behind with 31%. And um, I actually published a piece on July 3rd, a couple days ago, about why the RPM has flipped for Dylan Stewart. And there there are some um, newer predictions uh, for Ohio State, but, but really, it hasn't really changed since, like, June. There's some out-of-network predictions by some folks from Ohio State. There was one that was entered in the spring for right. Ohio State. And then just some kind of some of the social sentiment right. around it, people talking about it, Dylan right. Stewart. You know, there's been a little buzz for Ohio State. But I think, Tyler, kind of what do you make of all this? And I don't think it's as much of, of a big change like Dylan Stewart is not coming off of a, of a visit to Ohio State. He took it earlier in June. Yep. I don't think anything has truly changed. I think this is a little bit more of like just the right. sentiment and what some people are hearing. Right, and we'll continue talking about Dylan Stewart uh, coming up next as the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs rolls along here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. I have some good and bad news for you, Tyler, on uh, Firehouse Subs. I got an email this morning telling me, an avid Firehouse Subs consumer, that soon the smoking triple stack is going away. Oh, that's, no. that's the bad news. But there's a couple good, actually good pieces of news for that. Number one, you can still go get it. So if you have not had the smoking triple stack, one of their media subs ever, make sure you go get it before it is gone because this may be, it, we're getting down to the last chance. So that, it kind of makes you sad, but also happy because if you haven't had it, you can still go get it. If you have had it and you're like, man, that thing was good because it is. You can go get it again before it's gone. The other piece of good news, Tyler, they, they always have a specialty sub that they put out, something new they test in the lab. They'll put out a new one that is also outstanding. So yes. if you haven't had the smoking triple stack, go check it out. Any of the 14 Midlands Firehouse Subs locations, firehousesubs.com, you can find the closest one next to you and order it via the Rapid Rescue. It'll be sitting there waiting on you when you get there. Or you can download the Firehouse Subs app. Do the same thing. Find the closest one near you. You can order it right from the app, and you can earn rewards points towards free firehouse subs. And Tyler, if you don't want the smoking triple stack for whatever reason, maybe you just had it, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, you can check out the sub of the day, which today is the New York Steamer. $7.99 for a medium, $5.99 for a small. All 14 Midlands Firehouse Subs locations. Go check it out, firehousesubs.com or the Firehouse Subs app. More on Dylan Stewart coming up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you on this Wednesday, day after 4th of July. And as Chris was mentioning over the weekend, nothing groundbreaking as far as Gamecocks go over the weekend, but kind of reading in between the lines on a few things, particularly when it comes to Dylan Stewart and uh, where he's going to eventually end up committing sooner rather than later, hopefully. And, and Chris, I was reading your article about this on GamecockCentral.com, and you liken this a lot to, coincidentally enough, another five-star from this past cycle in Nick Harbor and the roller coaster that his 
commitment and recruiting process was that we obviously know came down to the very last minute where it looked like for sure he was going to be going to Oregon that morning, but then ends up putting on the South Carolina hat that afternoon. Yeah, a little bit of a broken record alert, but I'm going to keep saying this because I literally put it in that piece you're referencing. I'm going to say it again here now. There's not a school that just signs five stars without a battle. Like if you if you really follow recruiting, yes, even Georgia, even Ohio State, even Bama, all all the programs that typically reside in the in the top five nationally in the recruiting rankings, you know, year after year. Schools that have finished number one in the recruiting rankings. When they're after these big time targets that everybody in the country wants, they're not getting them uncontested. I mean, it's very rare. So, and you you may even get an early commitment from a guy, but if you do, schools are going to keep coming after him, and they may end up going taking other visits, and, and you're still going to have tightly contested battles, right? Even on guys that you land early. So Dylan Stewart is going to to make most likely, most likely, an earlier decision in a relative sense, because if he does make a decision. Um, later this month or sometime in August before his senior season, that, that'll be an early decision because it's not going to go down to December. It's not going to go down like Nick Harbor did to February, right? So that's that's a key difference there. But when you look at Harbor, South Carolina was really always there. Shane Beamer started recruiting Harbor actually for Oklahoma when Harbor was like a freshman, like wasn't really even on the radar to, to the extent that he eventually was. As soon as Shane Beamer got the South Carolina job, December 2020, Harbor was one of the first guys that it was known, like, this is a guy he's going to go try to get. And, and that really ended up paying off. So South Carolina was always a big factor. Other schools were kind of a revolving door, or it kind of they kind of rotated in and out of being not necessarily the leader, but maybe a perceived favorite or maybe um, just just being a school that had some buzz. I mean, LSU was one early for Harbor. They were nowhere to be found at the end, but they had some early buzz. Miami had some at one point. Oregon was the one that got closest because literally at, I don't know, 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> on signing day, that's where he was going. And, sure. and then it flipped throughout the morning. So the parallel to Stewart is South Carolina has been there for Stewart. They've been even the public leader at times. They've been behind the scenes. They've been the leader a lot. But these other programs, it, it was known that Georgia and Ohio State and in you know Miami and, and maybe Tennessee, some of these other schools were going to make their run and make it tough, and they have. and And Ohio State is chief among those now. I think the question just is, can South Carolina hold off Ohio State and any other suitors? And and I think they'll have a good shot. It remains to be seen if they ultimately will. I do think Tyler, most likely, I, I can't say this for sure right now. I think most likely they'll even get one more crack, South Carolina will, at getting Stewart back on campus again before he decides. Right. And he has not given an official time for when he's going to decide. The anticipation is that it will be before yeah. his senior season starts here, I guess, in about a month and a half or so. Yeah, it's been back and forth. It was, for most of the process, it was planned that he would make a decision in this summer. And then in the last several weeks, there was a little bit of back and forth of maybe extending that process out to December and signing early. 
in that period. It seems to have come back now to the thought is that he's more likely than not going to make a decision this summer. We don't know for sure. Right. There's still, you know, some time to go here, some some weeks in the month of July to sort that out. But if you, if you had to say, that's what it seems like. Yeah, and obviously you don't look for moral victories or anything like that, but should Dylan Stewart not decide to come to South Carolina, whether they be good to go to Ohio State, Miami, Alabama, whatever it may be, the fact that South Carolina was in the running down to the very end is significant. And obviously they signed Nicholas Harbor in this past recruiting cycle to be in on another five-star guy like Dylan Stewart down to the very end. While again, you may not get him, that is still something that other recruits down the road can keep their eye on like, huh, why was he interested in South Carolina? What do they have going on down there that I might look into? And again, it's a moral victory at the end of the day, but something that could have a ripple effect in the years to come. Yeah, I, I think that can help. Um, but I'll also say this. This being your, you know, Shane Beamer had the 21 cycle that really was not a recruiting cycle. I mean, that was just a mad scramble. It's during COVID, you know, you're putting your class together in the matter of weeks, even days when you think, when you factor in the December signing period when he got hired versus when you're signing guys during the early period, the transfer market. So really you've had the 22 and the 23 class and now you're working on the 24 class and it has leveled up in terms of quality every year. So I would actually argue that, look, if they don't get Dylan Stewart, it's not like fold the program, you know, I mean, you, sure. <laughs> you sure. understand if a guy like that goes to an Ohio State or, or a Georgia or somewhere like that. Um, and if it's not South Carolina, it's more likely Ohio State, I think, at this point. But this is, I think, the time period, the timing is right now for South Carolina to start landing some more guys like this. And I don't, by, by this, I don't necessarily mean it has to be a five-star. I don't necessarily mean it has to be a top 10 guy or the number one prospect in the country, according to on three. But this is the time to take advantage and level up and sign some guys like this because, yes, it's nice to start making more top fives for big-time prospects. It's nice to start making more final twos and threes. But at some point, you got to convert that into landing the guys. Sure. Because, like you said, the, the moral victory thing, that, that can help you a little bit, like on-field progress you know, narrowly losing to an elite team, like that can help. But you know what helps more is beating the elite team. And what helps more in terms of program building is landing the elite prospects. So instead of finishing second and almost getting Nick Harbor and losing him to Oregon, you actually got him. Yep. And I think that's what you need. To, that's what they've done with some guys in this class. You look at the O-line class, some of the other acquisitions in the past couple classes. But I think that Stewart is the type of guy where you're really announcing your presence and you're really showing what type of recruiting you can do at South Carolina. Not only that, but then you're actually adding an impact player to your roster. And when you look at the programs that are in the college football playoff, that are playing for championships, basically if you're looking for the, the programs that are where you want to be, if you're South Carolina, ultimately, if you're shooting high, they're landing guys like Dylan Stewart and Nick Carver. And so it's time, I think, to go out and land some of them. You've started doing that. You've done some of it in this class, even against big competition. I think you got to go out and continue doing it. Absolutely. And we'll continue to keep our eyes on that again. 
Dylan Stewart has not announced a commitment date as of yet, but the anticipation is that it will be sometime before his senior year of football does start, which, of course, will be in August here uh, just next month now. Um, so we'll certainly see what happens there. Coming up next, there is another prospect that South Carolina has eyes on that has announced a commitment date. We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Hey, I know you probably have not taken a great look at your insurance anytime recently. You, you may not know. You probably know who has you covered, right? But do you know what the coverage looks like? Do you know how much you're paying? Do you know how your coverage and the price you're paying stacks up to what you could be paying and what kind of coverage you could be getting. Well, if you don't know and if you'd like to find out more, let me make a recommendation. Check out our friend Amy Mason Cup with Amy Mason Cup State Farms. She and her team make it super easy to switch and save. They have all sorts of tools to help you do that. Whether it's something like the Drive Safe and Save app for State Farm with interactive maps, driving tips, helps you save up to 30% on your car insurance premiums. Whether it's something like that or just being able to bundle or just being able to say, hey, why don't you try this type of coverage? Why don't you look at this particular price? They can do that for you. Amy Mason Cup, 803-772-5554. When my family was looking to switch and save on our insurance, we called her and she took care of the rest. They can help you with all sorts of policies and give you personalized quotes to meet your needs, help you save home, auto, business, boat, renter's life, and so much more. Her office is just off I-26 at St. Andrews Road, Ashland Park Plaza. That's 612 St. Andrews Road. Visit her website, amymasoncup.com. That's Amy, M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P.com or 803-772-5554. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. More recruiting talk next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. 107.5 The Game. You're home of the Gamecock. 107.5 The Game. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Wes Mitchell will be back at the beginning of next week. I've been talking recruiting all show long. Focused a lot on Dylan Stewart in those first couple of segments. Uh, don't know when his commit date is just yet, but we did recently learn one prospect who is going to be committing on August the 5th. That being Jalouis Solomon, the four-star athlete prospect out of Ellaville, Georgia, class of 2024. And uh, this is somebody that the Gamecocks have had their eye on for a while. Did visit early on in June. believe that first weekend he was in that group of official visitors. And uh, now we're just a couple of weeks away from uh, learning where he's going to play college ball at. Tell us, Tyler, about Ellaville, Georgia. (laughs) I can't tell you much about it. You don't know much about it? I can honestly tell you I don't know anything about it. Okay. Well, I was relying on you. I don't know much about it either. I have not visited Schley County High, although they have put out some pretty good players over the last few years. They've had several. Solomon is one of the latest and uh, listed as an athlete by On3, but as a guy that is being recruited by South Carolina, by Torian Gray as a defensive back prospect, probably be a corner for them. And I think that's really the case for most schools. He has... His list of finalists that he situated back last month, um, Auburn, Florida State, Kentucky, South Carolina, and A&M. And right now, Tyler, I think FSU is 
should probably be considered the front runner. That's probably not a stretch. Um, Solomon actually named FSU as his leader after the visit. They got his last official visit the weekend of June 23rd. South Carolina got the first one, as you said, right at the beginning of June, and then A&M. And um, those are the only three, I believe, that he's taken as far as official visits. He's been on campus a lot of other times, other various capacities to different places. But those are his three officials. And so my question on this one was, was that South Carolina's last crack? You know, was it going to be, hey, he visits Florida State that last weekend, they're named a leader, and then that's kind of it. If that's the case, the picture doesn't look as good for you. Right. The the good news is it does look like you're going to get another crack here. It looks like Solomon's going to visit one more time, which will be really about a week before that decision, right at the end of the month. And if he follows through with that, it could become very interesting, I think. It'll be right at the end of the month. He'll check out South Carolina again. I think this one is probably either FSU or South Carolina with the Knowles holding holding on to a lead right now. Probably not a not a giant lead, but I think a, a fairly comfortable for them. Sure. But South Carolina's still in it. And so that's the question. Will, will they be able to you know, definitely get him to that planned uh, campus visit again, and can they kind of turn him back? I think that's the key. And so I looked up where Ellaville is. Honestly, I had no clue. It is uh, situated between Perry and Columbus, pretty far down in South Georgia. So, um, you know, and I was reading some of the quotes that Solomon gave Don three, and he did mention that proximity to home was pretty important to him. And when you look at all the schools on his list, obviously Florida State and Tallahassee, definitely the closest one, which could be a contributing factor to why they have the nod right now. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere in in that area to where it's closer to Tallahassee. But I think one of his quotes, Tyler, was close to home, but not too close. Yeah. And so one of the questions is, all right, well, Ellaville to Columbia is, I don't know much about Ellaville, but I do know, I can look at a map. I can I can Google it. Four and a half hours. Yes. Not too bad. Right. Not too bad. And so, um, as, as far as major programs go, the closest one to Ellaville would be Auburn because they're just over yeah. the state line yep. of Columbus. And that's not on his finalist list there. So, yeah, the next closest, just spitballing here, would be Tallahassee. Yeah. So, I, I think, again, South Carolina has some things that he really likes. I mean, it's been interesting because after the South Carolina visit, Solomon pretty much said South Carolina had the edge in, yeah. in so many words, kind of paraphrasing. Then after the FSU visit, it was FSU. So is this more of a case of, you know, last visit gets the best impression? That that can certainly happen. Um, has FSU done enough on the whole? And are they, is that little bit better proximity going to help them in the end? We'll see. But I do think it's good for South Carolina to potentially get this last crack. Torian Gray, Solomon has a really good relationship with Torian Gray, really likes him. Um, I think he really likes the environment both at South Carolina and at Florida State. And so we'll just have to see. You know, it's one of those that's kind of too early to call. Particularly, I was, honestly, Tyler, getting kind of closer to, okay, we might can call this one in favor of Florida State if you're making kind of the political projection about where it's going to go. But with the news that he's probably going to go back to South Carolina, again, if that holds, I think this thing could be really interesting. And when you look, Tyler, at the class that South Carolina is putting together for the 2024 
class at defensive back. Um, they've got a couple good ones, a couple four-star guys. Kelvin Hunter, in-state guy who's a safety, and then Braden Lee out of Maryland, the DMV area, who's more of a corner. They're going to need some more guys. I, th- I think when you look at the roster overall at corner, there there's some young players who have a chance. I mean, certainly Vicari Swain is a guy that the staff is extremely high on, a guy I'm really high on based on what he did out of high school. You've got some guys that are older on the roster, Marcellus Style, O.D. Fortune. So when you start looking at replenishing the cornerback ranks, there's certainly, you know, when you look at Lee at corner and then whoever else they add to the class, I think there's going to be an opportunity potentially for some pretty early playing time at corner. And that's a spot historically where if you're good enough, you can you can get on the field pretty early. Right. And for a guy like Solomon, and, you know, we're just kind of taking a dive into where Ellaville is here. You know, it, it's a very small town, population under 2,000, the county itself, population of about 4,500. This is one of those kind of guys that obviously I'm assuming that they're a single-A school, if not single-A, to a These are the kind of guys that usually pop up through camps, correct? Guys that, you know, their Friday night tape maybe isn't getting a lot of of attention because of the quality of competition that they play. But when they get into these individual camps and can show their unique skill set there, that's where they tend to gain a lot of attention from these bigger schools. Yeah, and and sometimes maybe if you have um, a guy that popped up from that same school, you know, even if it's not, like, like that's not a school that's going to have the foot traffic of like somewhere in Atlanta, sure, you know, like Buford High or something like that. But um, if there's another guy that's been on the radar at that school, you know, maybe when he camps, he brings a couple of the younger guys with him. Maybe when he takes an unofficial visit for a game, he brings a couple of the younger guys with him. Certainly, when college coaches are going by the school, they could see him. So, so that does help. Um, if you're at a smaller program, if you have a bigger prospect. You find that sometimes there was a big, there was a pretty big time recruit who went to Auburn. It's Ikevius Walker. That was it. Um, no longer on the Auburn roster, but he was a honestly a freaky athlete, a, a, a big edge guy. I remember seeing him in camp, and uh, he was from the same high school, Schley County, out of the twenty twenty class, I believe. And so that that's an example of you know I mentioned sometimes a high school will have a guy. And that helps you find kind of the next guys. But Schley County, they've had several. They've had several over the last couple of years. And that general area, Ellaville, not too far from Montezuma, which is where Roquan Smith is from, another <laughs> big recruit out of that area. So, yeah, you know, uh, these small areas, while it may not be the stiffest competition necessarily, you can still get really good talent from these smaller towns. I have a good Roquan Smith story. Okay. he Man, he was good. Yes, That was, was a wild recruitment. Remember that was, he was going to go to UCLA. He was randomly. he was going to go to UCLA, and that seemed like almost kind of a done deal until the last second. Then flipped yeah. over to Georgia. He was. I just remember seeing him at camp, and and not a huge guy. Yeah, but he was just so good. Um, so we were at a, a camp. It was rivals had the when we were on the rivals network. They had these camps called the Five Star Challenge, and so they would invite like the top prospects in the country, and they would all go work out, and, and they were awesome because you got to see some big timers. I mean, I've seen so many guys who are still playing in the NFL because I was able to go to camps like that where it's some of the best of the best. And one time I was at the hotel, we were all staying at players, media, et cetera. And um, I was working out and Roquan Smith came through and then he is like, Oh yeah, you're, you're getting it in. And then he was asking me what kind of music I was listening to. And I told him 
and he told me he liked country music. So he was. We were yeah. kind of talking back and forth there. When you're from South Georgia, yeah, I, I think mean, you got to. It's what you grow up around, right? And Gamecock tied in Trey Knox, another they, big yeah. uh, from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Very big country music fan, as we learned. What What was he bumping when he rolled Chris, up? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Yeah, him and my mom would be really good friends. <laughs> I did not get Roquan's like uh, exact playlist or like his favorites, but yeah, it kind of it kind of took me aback because like I knew it was him. And uh, yeah, now now doing big, had a great career, obviously, and now doing big things in the NFL. So that, that's really fun fun story there to look back on. Probably the best sideline to sideline linebacker I can ever remember watching. Just all over the field, an animal, absolute. Uh, all right, we'll head into a break. Come back, wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. I got a question in on the Firehouse Subs text line a little bit earlier that uh, I want to propose to Chris. On the other side, that's coming up next here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Hey, did you know that utilizing your smartphone, you can control so many of the things in your home? Lighting, thermostat, sound system, your TV, your security cameras, your alarms. Bring your house into the modern age and find out how to do that by contacting our friends Michael and Nathan at Integrated Media. You can impress your guests with preset lighting themes that you can change at the touch of a button if it's too hot or too cold, or even if, hey, I'm leaving the house for a little bit, I can turn my thermostat up, save a little bit on my power bill. When I know I'm heading back, go ahead and turn that thermostat down so it feels good when I get back into the house, or even turn up the volume to your favorite song without having to make your way over to the stereo. You can do that and so much more with a complete smart home system, but to install your smart home system, you need somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody who's done it before, somebody who has a proven track record. That is exactly what the guys, the team at Integrated Media can do for you. They specialize in installing smart home systems right here in the Midlands. If you don't even need a smart home system, but you want just something as simple as mounting a TV, if you need a new security system, if you want to pull out your old video game systems and and not have a zillion cords They can put it into an integrated system for you just like they did for me. They actually did that at my house. Hit them up, integratedmediainc.com. That's integratedmediainc.com. Give them a call, 803-948-8327. That's Integrated Media. Make sure you check out some inspiration photos on Facebook or Instagram, Integrated Media Columbia. Again, that's Integrated Media, 803-948-8327. All right, wrap up the day. Coming up next, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Even better than I was last time, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. We back. I'm good. And welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler and Chris along with you for a few more minutes. For the halftime show. Coming up with Jay and Terry at the top of the hour. I mentioned I got a text in a little bit earlier on the Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100. A nameless texter wanted to pose this question, and Chris, I think he's the perfect person to answer this. Do you think the other schools that are recruiting a kid is more indicative of talent than star ratings? Seems like seeing some quality three-star players getting recruited by top schools. That, that is a great question slash observation. Um, in a lot of cases, yes. Um, 
there's actually a lot to unpack with that question. Um, even offer lists can be a little deceiving. You know, I think some people uh, like to kind of bash star ratings a little bit and say they, they don't matter. Um, they're, they're not a useful metric. The, the data shows that they are a useful metric in the sense that if you're signing, um, you know, several five stars in a class, for instance, the programs that are stacking up classes like that, when you're putting together top five recruiting classes on a consistent basis, you are going to be good. You know, it's really hard not to be. Historically, there's some, like I remember Florida State had some classes earlier in the dot-com era that kind of, you know, fell apart. That can happen. But now we have more and more data, like more data than ever, whether it's camps or measurements, track times, you know, um, just so much more data than we had back in, you know, 2003, for instance, 20 more years. And so... um, I don't want to say it's it's gotten more scientific, but you know, really, it probably has. We've gotten, I think, a little bit better at projecting guys. Um, even offer lists can be liars because you can look at a guy and say, "Okay, we we beat uh, Bama and Auburn and Georgia, et cetera, et cetera." On this guy, well, were those schools really pushing for him? You know, that's another mm-hmm. thing. You see, you know, Alabama sometimes will offer guys. But it's like a camp offer. It's like we're offering him, but we need to get him in camp and see, right? You know, and and maybe they'll end up filling up uh, at that position. Even those can be liars. But I would I would agree with the premise in that if you were signing, the more guys you're signing in a class that big time blue blood type programs, really good programs, recruiting at a high level, the more guys you sign that are truly wanted by those schools, I think that's probably better than the star ranking system overall if you're going to look at it but i still think star rankings are useful because if you go back and look at say the first round of the nfl draft there's a pretty good percentage of those players that were former five stars sure that data can also end up matching up Mm -hmm. right because if you've got um i know how on three does their rankings right now with charles power he's not going up and down the list and saying okay this guy has 25 power five offers I'm going to rank him a four-star as a placeholder. He's much more analytical than that. He's not afraid to rank a kid who's going to go to a lower-level school as a four-star. He's not afraid to rank a guy in the top 150 if everybody else, the other three major services, have him as a three-star. He's not afraid to Mm -hmm. do that. But a lot of times the the data points end up adding up. If a guy is a no-brainer type five-star, a lot of times he's a no-brainer type um, take scholarship offer to those other programs. Yeah, and it's interesting this uh, texter brings up three stars in particular because I feel like we've almost become inclined to kind of overlook three-star prospects because everybody wants five stars. You can't get a five-star, four-star is really good. And you get a three-star, people go, ah, it's just a three-star. But, uh, you know, and you mentioned plenty of guys go in the first round of the NFL draft are five-star talents. But I think I remember hearing a couple years ago, like the average star rating for an NFL player is like 2.5. So, you bring these guys in with the anticipation of developing them. And, you know, they may have a raw ability, a raw talent in a certain area that you look to improve. So there's a reason why the big schools still go after three stars and two star guys because they see something in them that they know they can bring out. 
and mm-hmm. get them up to, by the time their college career is over, that five-star level. Yeah, and, and it's a little bit of a difference when you look at that. You know, you look at the NFL, there's more draft picks. There's 32 teams drawing from a draft. It's more individualized. When you're building a team, if you signed every single year a team that had an average star rating of 2.5 or 3, the odds are not in your favor to be sure. very good unless you are, you know, those guys have all gotten out. They've all developed. They've had their own paths. Like, there's just so much more data. You, you can't approximate that in high school. So if you're building a great college team, you typically want to get the most no-brainer talent as possible. Even the greatest teams are going to have those three-star types sprinkled in. Sure. You're building at the NFL level. You don't care as much. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just looking at the college picture. So a little bit different. Um, but I think, yeah, that people do overlook that. Even with transfers, we've seen some belly aching in the past about certain transfers because of the school they've come from. If you build an entire roster of transfers from a lower level, now you're probably not going to be good. You sprinkle some in, Nate Atkins, for instance, they can add to your roster for sure. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the engagement on the Firehouse Subs text line. Uh, tomorrow we'll jump back a little bit more into previewing opponents for the upcoming 2023 season. It's been the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs Halftime Show with Jay and Terry coming up next on 107.5 The Game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.